Oh man, my mom was crying. She was crying. I was like, Mama, are you okay? And as I'm talking with her, and I hear a supersonic boom with a huge explosion sound. I was like, guys, what's going on? And my dad's like, uh, he calmed my mom down and he was like, it's like, no, nothing. They just uh, intercepted the missile was coming at Jeddah. The DRS Zone Podcast. Daily racing stories. Holy bucket cheese. Guests who probably know more than you or think they do. No, thinking. No, no, Mike. That was so not right. Can you understand the words that are coming out of my mouth? Listen to stories well known. Stories well known. Lesser known. Lesser known. And never told. And never told. With another episode of Daily Racing Stories today. Now, here's your host, RJ. Last year's 2022 Saudi Arabian Grand Prix in Jeddah was an absolute classic. Max Verstappen beat Charles Leclerc by just half a second. The irony, though, of a lot of that race weekend actually comes back to the fact, though, that people may forget how epic of a finish it was. Because in reality, a lot of this was overshadowed by the fact that there was bombings going on 10 miles in the distance with black smoke in the air, so much so that it actually disrupted a qualifying session. And on top of it, drivers actually met with the FIA and F1 to discuss driver safety. While there are a lot of takes regarding last year's race and controversy around Jeddah, I wanted the local source. So I connected with Ahmed on Twitter, and now you're going to listen to us chat about the events around Jeddah last season from a local perspective, as Ahmed is actually from Jeddah originally. In episode one here, we chat about Jeddah, the controversy around it, and also the more recent bid by the Saudis to actually own Formula One. In episode two, we get more into Ahmed's fandom, more historical moments in F1 that Ahmed believes fans should watch, and we actually chat 2023 season predictions. You're not going to want to miss this episode at all. Take a listen. Uh, I grew up half of my life in Jeddah and half of my life in Morocco because of the ethnicity of my mom. She's half. My mom is half Moroccan and my dad is Saudi, so... I've been here and there between all my life, but mostly in Jeddah. Growing up in Jeddah and Morocco, I had to ask Ahmed, how did he actually start becoming a fan in Formula One? I didn't grow up in a house that is uh, popular for uh, Formula One, but uh, there was a name that I've heard a lot, and it was from my mom. My mom kept telling me about this name, and I was like, who is this guy? And the man we're talking here about is Artyan Senna. And my mom, she was mm-hmm. telling me, like, this guy was like the rock star. And, like, he got people before Michael Schumacher to know more about Formula One. And uh, especially the way how people and the crowd are loving him in Brazil. So that was broadcasted all over the world. So my mom was one of the people to see what how much art and center meant for brazil and how much he meant for the people and she was one of the people to enjoy him so and mm. uh basically uh, pretty much uh from there i knew first name i heard is art and center but the first time i put my eyes on the tv it was michael schumacher who i watched um i would say 2002 2003 was my first full season in formula one 
you see, here's the thing. Uh, when I heard that driver safety is his risk is one of the things that reading the timeline that day, I've never been more upset in my life. In one case, I understand. I understand. You know, like if the drivers don't want to race, you know, it's their right if they don't want to race, if they don't feel safe. It's okay. It's not a problem. Mm -hmm. And again, at the end, it's, the, it's up to the organizers to prove them that why this is not a problem. And um, knowing that the refinery was about, I think, 15 kilometers away, and it, it, it looked yeah, but, big, yeah. but the one thing I know that, that mm, there's no casualties from that hit is because there is no housing around the refinery. So that's the one thing I know. Um, mm -hmm. But overall, I remember 48 hours before Formula One travels to Jeddah. Uh, my mom and dad called me and my mom was crying. She was crying. I was like, mom, are you okay? And as I'm talking with her and I hear a supersonic boom with a huge explosion sound. I was like, guys, what's going on? And my dad's like, uh, he calmed my mom down and he was like, it's like, no, nothing. They just uh, intercepted the missile was coming at Jeddah. So basically the defense systems, they took off and intercepted the ballistic missiles coming at Jeddah, so the explosion sound was loud in the sky. And mm -hmm. it was on top of my our house, basically, where the explosion wow. was heard, so it was just loud. My dad, he told me the whole house shook. And, and you're talking about an explosion that happened about, you can say about three kilometers, I would say in miles, about two miles up in the sky. So, yeah, anyway, straight yeah. overhead. And yeah. I said to myself, Formula One is coming there in 48 days. This is going to happen again. Like, I don't want to get into the politics, but I know the reason yeah. why they attacked the refinery with a drone, because a drone cannot be, you can say, detected by the defense systems, you know? Defense systems are programmed yeah. to go after, let's say, a hostile target, like a plane, like a large, large objects, objects yeah. but not a small drone, you know? Um... In my head, I was like, this is going to happen again for the reason for it to be broadcasted live on TV. And I was like, for a whole year and a half, this is, didn't happen. Now it's going to happen. So I was like, I was like, it is going to happen, but I pray it doesn't. But it did at the end live on TV. Um, but uh, the one sad part that I didn't like, it was like looking at the fans like, yeah, the drivers should be safe. I was like, well, first of all, it's very far from the drivers. As one, even their house and hotels where they're staying, it's very far. Three, has nobody even asked, is everyone okay? Did somebody die in that city? That looks huge, you know, like the human factor. Everyone mm -hmm. like forgot about the human factor. Like I was like, that what disappointed me more. Forget the drivers. I understand the drivers, of course, they asked. And from what I knew when they were gathered a meeting with the Saudi motorsport minister and the Saudi sport minister, they were asking about that and they told them, no, there is actually no human casualties. And they showed them live footage from there for them to see that mm -hmm. there is no human uh, casualties. And this is far, far, far away from any houses. So people are safe. So yeah. uh, looking into the fan base, nobody's asking about that. Like, did people die? And in my head, I'm not going to try to be um, uh, like just a sympathizer for my country. Like, but if this, God forbid, happened in Europe or somewhere else, people ask, 
did somebody die? But it's, it's part of the world and it's the second race ever there. And there is controversy over it from people and I understand. Uh, it mm -hmm. just makes people like, no, I don't want it. I just hope this year things go smoothly. Things are looking smooth right now. Mm -hmm. But I just, uh, yeah, I just hope people do actually enjoy the race overall, pretty much. Yeah, you had a good, you had a good perspective there too, obviously. With where, and I really appreciate you sharing the story there. That's I'm thankful your parents are obviously okay. That could, I can only imagine how frightening that could be, um, especially with 48 hours to go to a race. It's like F1 could take the back burner. Yeah, let's make sure my family and my parents never run okay. And. I really hope too, obviously this year goes pretty smooth um, with that. And all things being said, we know that there will be another circuit eventually being developed, yeah. you know, um, relatively in the area. Um, are you more, how are your thoughts on that overall? Is that, and I should ask the Jetta circuit where you're at or where you were rather, um, are you, I guess with it being close to home, would you rather have liked to see Jetta possibly stay there? Or are you for this kind of separate new track that's being developed? Mind. To be honest, I don't mind okay. because I know a circuit where it's built at and it's not far, mm -hmm. far from my house. Uh, it's about, it's literally around the corner, I would say. That's how far the circuit is away from my house. And um, if you go to Jeddah, the circuit is there. They don't remove it, you know. It's more like a purpose-built circuit in the streets, you know. So it's more like a street circuit, not yeah. a street circuit. Um uh, I don't mind it, and since now that they renewed for Jed until 2027, it means that Kadia is not gonna circuit is not gonna be ready. Not the circuit itself, but they're not just building a circuit; they're building a, a entire yeah, venue, I would say a mega entertainment city. We're talking here about a city the size of, uh, I would say, Buffalo and Niagara. Okay. So you're building okay. a huge entertainment city and you're going to put a huge circuit on it so a circuit is the least of your worries looking at them and how mm -hmm. they built Jeddah circuit in uh, nine months i know they don't have a problem with building the circuit but to pull a city that big that's where the challenge comes so build the city first then think about the circuit you know so yeah with the time you're yeah. not going to build just a circuit in the middle of the desert because this is a city just about or uh, Kedia is about 30 minute drive from Riyadh. So Riyadh is the capital. So, and 30 minute drive away from Riyadh from any direction you're gonna go is desert. You're not gonna build just a track yeah. in the middle of the desert and pretty much nothing. Uh, yeah. So yeah, I think I don't mind them to go there. I heard that they're pushing for two races. With that being said, they wanna okay. keep Jeddah and keep Kedia. And to be honest, I think that's a little bit too much. It's a little bit too much to have two races. But why I'm saying that, we're going back here to um, the classic part of Formula 1. And basically, um, what people are saying is Americanizing the sport. Mm -hmm. Now you look in Italy, you have two venues, Imola and uh, Monza. You look in the US, you have three venues. I think it's unfair uh, to have another two venues in another country. Forget Saudi Arabia, like in another country. I know they would push for yeah. it if they get it, but we'll, we'll see how how it's gonna goes. But I think uh, we would love to. I would love to see more of 
Germany coming back in the calendar or seeing Portimao, Portugal coming back in the calendar, mm-hmm. uh, even uh, Istanbul Park. Uh, so any of these come back in the calendar, they're one of the fans' favorites. I don't mind it. And for Saudi Arabian Grand Prix, what I would do, try to switch back. Once, one uh, like this season race in Jeddah, next season race in Kadia, you know? And keep most yeah. of the major uh, series that comes to race in Saudi Arabia to race in Kadia, like the MotoGP. Uh, uh, what else? The GT Open Series. All these, let them race in Kadia. But keep it more divert. Don't don't take two races and not let another country have a shot in being in the calendar. Or forget about Germany or just uh, Portimao. Maybe Africa. We don't have a race in Africa. You yeah. Know? We could see probably. Yeah, have a world champion actually be a world champion, right? Yeah, who knows? Like, yeah. we could see a race in Africa. Could be South Africa. And a lot of fans, they are eager for South Africa and uh, pushing mm-hmm. for it. Kalami. And Lewis is also, like, more eager on seeing that. He's more favoring that. And then you have Morocco is entering the bid against South Africa to host uh, a race. So, again. Everything is possible. We don't know what could happen. But I would love to see more one one of the classic tracks back in Formula One. And I would love to see a proper proper racing track in Africa. I, I don't want just to I don't want the Formula One to just go to South uh, to go to Africa in general. Just for the fact of you see, now we have a race in Africa. Now nobody can say anything. Yeah. Just to yeah, check just the to box. Check the bo- I yeah. want a proper <laughs> racing track where there's proper racing and you can enjoy the races like we saw, let's say, for example, last year. Um, we take, um, I would take Silverstone. That's number one. Bahrain last year was one of the best season openers we have seen in a very long time in 2022. Mm-hmm. Jeddah was decent. Uh, so I want to see races like that. I don't want to just see a track built in a country just because for the fact that we must go to race there. What were your thoughts initially when you heard that there might be a bid for F1 to possibly change hands and have a new have new ownership with a bid of $20 billion that was well Oof. over uh, asking price? Uh, mixed emotions, to be honest. One part of me, I was like, please, PIF, stay away from that. Like, I was like, Formula One is already a headache in my life. Uh, I don't need to deal with another headache that PIF has been in for. Look, Formula One is all about money. Like, that we cannot ignore. Like, if you want to talk about having the, the classic feel about it, the, the racy feeling, that's been gone probably since the 90s. What came probably in early two thousands <laughs> was just promoting brands, and then came in the uh, late two thousands, like two thousand ten and all that. More promoting brands. Then we got into the money grab situations, and that's it. It became a sport for money. It has nothing to do Formula One just with racing. Of course, we watch it because we enjoy the races. We enjoy. Watching those cars going at uh, blitzing speeds around the corners, you know, or about speeds that no other car can do 
on earth so but then when i heard that pif wants to buy it i was like they already have so many things under their plate starting with okay they have newcastle united in premier league and uh, they own fair, they own a big share of uh, amazon they own a big share of apple a big share of twitter a big share of everything uh, a, a piece of the pie of everything now buying <laughs> wwe i don't still don't know why they want to buy the wwe uh, it's uh, The thing is, and I understand what people are fearing about. I'm going to get to this point. The thing, the no thing if let's say PIF buys Formula One and WWE means uh, they're going to put some Islamic law on the people who works in the organization. And I've noticed that. <laughs> but it's more like, no, you're going to continue doing what you do and do as you always please to do. You are just under new management and that's it. And we are mm -hmm. not going to do the work. We're going to appoint people from the countries that have long history in Formula One. If you understand what I'm trying to say, take for example, yeah. um, Fly Emirates. Well, I'm sorry, I'm drifting a little bit out of the country. Take Fly Emirates. Fly Emirates didn't become the way it is because they just hired locals to do the job. They hired locals to do the job, but as well, they hired big expertise from Europe who have long history on how to promote as well put your airlines up there in the bigger stage so the materials and the money is there but it just needs a person who knows what the fans need so here's the money go give the fans what they need you know in return we're gonna get our money back it's not a profitable investment that you're gonna spend 20 billion dollar on formula one if they actually go and purchase it with that price there will be issues that probably ticket prices could increase because of how much the bid was on Formula One. Yeah, they gotta get their money back a little bit quicker, maybe than what uh, they were expecting. I mean, possibly. not only that, because every invest investor in Formula One, be like, great, we were investing in this company it was only eight billion dollar. Now it's bought for twenty yeah. billion dollar. Means it's worth twenty billion dollar. I'll take my money out. And taking the money out yep. means you're gonna have to increase the prices and pickpocket somewhere. To get a little bit, but I know with the PIF, there's a huge chance for that problem not to happen, because again, Saudi Arabia is pushing for the World Cup in 2023, and take for for an instant them bringing Cristiano Ronaldo to Saudi Arabia to play in one of the teams that historically third best team in the country, not even the best, not second, third, mm -hmm. and now they're trying to push on Messi to bring him to. These are not profitable investments, but they are investments for the far future. So yeah. it's the same thing. I think what's going to happen with Formula One is going to be just more to invest in Formula One to promote more, I would say, I would say Arabic brands, which means they don't have to pay to even promote their brands in Formula One. So that's what could yep, probably happen. Yeah. How I do I understand how people think that if PIF gonna take over means we're gonna have more races in the Middle East probably or in US or something. But I don't, I don't think that's what's gonna happen. It's just more of uh, there's a big of a long game going on with the PIF. 
just like how they invested in 10% in Aston Martin and McLaren. So they have a share of 10% and, uh, uh, in McLaren and in uh, Aston Martin. It didn't change anything in those teams and how they operate. It's just an investment at the end of the day. But we will see yeah. what's going to happen. And you don't forget, we're talking here about Liberty Media and they know how much is Formula One worth. Uh, you're talking about uh, what I like to call a two uh, money titans. We're talking about PIF and Liberty <laughs> Media. They're both titans when it comes down to their bank account. So they know how to play the money game and we will see who's going to sell and who, who will just basically bow, bow out and be like, I don't want to buy Formula One. That's it for this part one episode of our discussion with Ahmed regarding Jeddah. Episode two is available below. Take a listen.